Testing, testing. Okay, I really hope you can hear me if anyone is tuned in. Okay, I am back. So, um, hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to KHDX 93.1 FM, Conway, Arkansas. I am your host, Hannah Valero, and this is Did You Know That? Did You Know That is a science radio show where I tell you about the cool things that surround us. Um, Each week we will be talking about new topics. There might be guests, and every once in a while I'll play some tunes that relate to our topic. So, um, this isn't our first show, but it might as well be because last week we had some um, technical difficulties. But we're all better this week. Yay. Um, so last week I planned to talk about the heart system, um, but I didn't get to. So now this week we're going to be talking about the heart. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited and I hope you are too. I really wanted to talk about the heart because it's my favorite organ in the human body and it really introduced me to science. But... Um, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Um, sorry. Um, but because it's Valentine's Day, I guess that can be my excuse. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the heart. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Little transitional music. Okay. Oh, before we talk about the heart, too, I want to play some music about the heart to set the tone. So, uh, first up is Heart to Heart by Mac DeMarco from the album Here Comes the Cowboy. Um, it's pretty epic, so yeah, here you go. Heart to heart, heart to heart, heart to heart. 
Welcome back. That was Heart to Heart from Mac DeMarco from his album, Here Comes the Cowboy. Um, so just as a reminder, you're listening to KHDX 93.1 FM, Conway, Arkansas. Specifically, you're listening to Did You Know That? And we are talking about the heart today. So, the heart. The heart is an organ, um, obviously, um, that is part of the cardiovascular system, um, which... Also, fair warning, I guess, um, I'm not completely, like, I'm a scientist, but, like, I don't know everything, so if I accidentally say something that is wrong, please let me know, and I will correct myself, um, on the next episode. But yeah, um, I guess always fact check everything I tell you, because maybe I could be lying, but I try my best to, um, research the topic before we talk about it. So, Heart, organ, part of the cardiovascular system. And uh, um, I'm searching up cardiovascular system right now so I can give y'all a definition. Okay, so the cardiovascular system pumps blood from the heart to the lungs to get oxygen. And then, um, and yeah, that that blood then gets sent to the rest of the body. So um, the heart is pretty amazing. And it is made up of four four chambers that direct blood throughout the body uh so yeah and you know it's beating and it's just pumping pumping blood and i love it i think or the heart like i said earlier is my favorite organ of the body because it really just keeps us alive and i've thought about this a lot like um is the brain or the heart more important in our human body and i really can't come to a conclusion to that answer but i really do think the heart is really really important obviously um but i i do think it's the thing that's making it that keeps us alive and not the brain but i don't know that's complicated so um that's this is not philosophy (laughs) so uh, yeah and um i saw this post on instagram reels which okay if i say anything saying oh i saw this thing on social media fact check me okay (laughs) um but anyways i saw this thing on instagram reels saying like the heart is the only organ that you can feel like yeah that's the only organ we can feel kind of like you can feel your heart like go like press against the left side of your body and you'll feel your heartbeat i can feel mine it goes boom 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 yeah, so actually, let's measure our heart. Heartbeat. So, I'm going to set a timer for 15 seconds. And uh, I challenge you to find your heartbeat. Uh, you can find your heartbeat by going at your neck, going to the sides, finding that beat. I find it. Or you can uh, go against your chest on the left side of your chest because that's where your heart is um, and find it there. Or you can go through your wrist method. I usually use my right hand and uh, press two fingers on my wrist until I can find that heartbeat. Um, but just as a reminder, when you're measuring your heartbeat, don't measure with your heart. I mean, not with your heart, with your thumb. Okay, so for 15 seconds, just sit there and count your heartbeat and i will too and go oh wait sorry rewind (laughs) i accidentally set it for one minute 15 seconds okay and go dude this isn't working okay and go Okay, 15 seconds. Okay, so 60 divided by 15 is 4. So multiply the amount of beats you got by 4. So I, my heart beat, beated, bet, beat for 16 beats in the span of 15 seconds. So I'm going to multiply 15 times 4, and that's a 60. So right now my resting heart beat is 60. And, um, 
I don't know if you're hearing, text me, text me what your heart rate is. Um, anyways, I did not mean to go on this tangent about heartbeats, but now you know how to count your heartbeats. Just count it, set a timer. And if it's like, if you count it for 30 seconds, just multiply that number by two to get to 60 seconds and you get beats per minute. It's pretty epic. So anyways, let's get back to track, back to the script. So the heart carries oxygenated blood and nutrients throughout the body. Wait. Yeah. And then it returns deoxygenated blood back to the lungs where it can be oxygenated. So with some words for you to be clarified, which I think is cool. I don't think growing up until like I took a biology class that I knew the difference between veins and arteries. But here's a super cool and easy way to um, differentiate. Veins are towards like they bring blood towards the body. And arteries bring blood away from your heart. Oh, wait. Veins towards the heart. So blood towards the heart and arteries away from the heart. So the way I memorize this is artery starts with an A and it brings blood away, which away starts with an A too. Um, so yeah, just that's, that, did you know that <laughs> arteries send blood away from the heart and veins toward the heart that's pretty epic so uh, tell your friends your family about the difference you know now between veins and arteries it's pretty awesome okay so now that we have that situated let me let me walk you through how this the blood really like goes to the heart um so uh, there are four chambers like i said earlier there's a right atrium a right ventricle a left atrium and a left ventricle so first we start with deoxygenated blood, and it is returned to the heart through two vena cava, two vena, vena cavas, um, so which are veins, the inferior and superior. The um, inferior vena cava carries blood from the lower half of your body, while the superior vena cava carries blood from the head and the arms. So, okay, I hope that makes sense. So... The blood is arrived through these vena cavas and it is emptied into the right atrium. The right atrium will then contract blood through a valve to the right ventricle. So, um, what we have so far, blood enters through the right atrium, a valve, which I didn't go, I didn't tell you which it is, but it's the tricuspid valve. It contracts, the right atrium contracts, the valve opens, and blood goes through the right ventricle. So then... Um, the right ventricle will then contract, sending blood through the pulmonary artery, and this pulmonary artery will carry blood to the lungs where the blood can receive oxygen and drop off CO2. It's pretty cool. So the heart and the lungs have like a relationship going on, which I think is cute to think about, but I'm just humanizing stuff <laughs> anyways. But yeah, I think it's pretty cool that like your blood will return without oxygen. It will travel through your heart and then into your lungs. Where in the lungs, we, um, your blood will become oxygenated. So that's where we're at right now. So it's in the lungs. It's doing its thing. It's grabbing oxygens, taking like dumping CO two, and uh, then once it's all prettied up and has oxygen, it's um. Whoa, hold on. The oxygenated blood returns to the heart through pulmonary veins, veins, and um, the blood will be emptied into the left atrium where you guessed it, the atrium will contract. So the ventricle, um, what? So the valve can open up and, you know, send it to the left ventricle, contracting it, sending it through another valve, and then, uh, blood will be carried out throughout the body it's pretty awesome like when you think about it and i probably did such a bad job on describing um like how the heart and like the blood really works and moves throughout um but essentially blood comes in no oxygen travels through the right a through travels through the right side of the heart and from there it goes to the lungs gets oxygen comes back to the heart and then travels again through the left or travels through the left side where it will be sent out towards the body and 
give the give that oxygen and all those precious little nutrients to all the other things that need it. So I think that's pretty awesome, and I think you're awesome. <laughs> so now that you know that, um, just think about that. Like, really, like m- one of my professors always says, like, um, he he likes a joke saying, if you if you think you're being lazy, um, just remember that what's going inside your body, like your cells are working so hard. So really, you're not being lazy because inside your body they're working hard and like your your heart is keeping us a lot is keeping you alive and pumping blood throughout and making sure that uh every piece of your body is receiving the oxygen and nutrients it needs and that that is just amazing to me so um while you think about that i'm gonna play some more music for you this one is called heart of glass by Blondie, it's a special mix and it's from the album Best of Blondie. So enjoy.
Okay, welcome back. You just listened to Heart of Glass by um, Blondie. Um, that was a special mix, and it came from the Best of Blondie album compilation. Um, you're listening to uh, KHDX 93.1 FM, Conway, Arkansas. I'm your host, Hannah, and uh, you're listening to Did You Know That? And uh, this episode, we're talking about the heart. Um, so yeah, now we're going to... I also wanted to quickly say that while I'm promoting the show as kind of a sciencey po- uh, radio show, I'm also gonna like just give you like random little facts that necessarily aren't about science in the in that s- specific subject, but it's just cool facts that I think are pretty cool. So overall, I think the show should just be. I think I'm just gonna change it into a learning like educational um, radio show because it is more than just science and um, I'm multifaceted. So yeah, so now we're going to get into the origins of the heart symbol. So yeah, a little intro transitional music for you. Beautiful. Okay, so the origins of the heart symbol. I've had this question for a while of like, oh, like, okay. So, Valentine's Day just happened, okay? Happy Valentine's Day. Um, And uh, when it's Valentine's Day, like, everyone's, you know, posting little heart symbols. And even besides, like, Valentine's Day, I use the heart emoji, like, probably, like, five times a day. Um, And uh, I think it's just really interesting, and I wanted to uh, dive deep into why we use that specific symbol um, you know, like two halves coming together. And uh, the reason I really had this question is because last semester, oh, not last semester, last year, I dissected a cat, which I'll get more into that next segment. But I dissected a cat, so I got to see his, my, that girl's little cat heart, and it was pretty awesome. So I, I worked, you know, up and close with a heart, and it doesn't look at all like a heart symbol that we use um you know the heart organ is completely different looks wise than what the heart symbol that we use looks like so i kind of wanted again to like i don't know wonder like think about why that's that so uh, yeah i'm about to give you a couple of theories that i found on the internet um but before i you know, researched about the origins of the heart symbol, I had a preconceived notion that the heart symbol, like somebody somewhere one time told me that the heart symbol is that way because it's two hearts coming together, like the actual heart organs. And uh, two heart organs, like, make that symbol. And, um, yeah. I think that's a pretty good, solid explanation. I don't know if it's totally 100% accurate, but, you know, to- you know, accurate. Not accurate. Valid, reasonable, sure. However, when I was digging around on the internet and some scholarly papers, that theory didn't show up. I looked at so many articles, and that was just showing up. So, um, I don't know if that's a widely accepted theory, but I guess it's not. So, what is, you may be wondering. Okay, so the plant sylphium is thought to be the origin of uh, the heart symbol. So, sylphium, let's search it up. Its scientific name is, um, um, I don't know what the scientific name is. Okay, sylphium astraceus. <laughs> um yeah, uh these are really pretty f- plants. It's an Whoa. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, um what I'm seeing right now is cons- it's considered to be extinct and it was greatly used in Greece and in Greek times. Interesting. But lem- wait until I tell you this. Did you know that sylphium had many functions uh, for human uses, such as, like, seasoning, medicine, 
medicine medicine such as birth control what so that's just crazy as it in its own that like plants in uh, such a long time ago were being used as a form of birth control but um what's even crazier is (laughs) well birth control you know equals reproduction equals love question mark uh so you know you think of reproduction humans you know think about love and um so <laughs> that's honestly why a lot of people think that the sophie oh well i should i should clarify that the sophium leaves look like the heart symbol that we know today so it was thought that because it was used as a birth control and birth control equals reproduction equals love um that that's why we have that heart symbol and uh, i dare you to look the sophium leaves online to see what i'm talking about um the the leaves don't exactly look like hearts to be honest though it's it's kind of more rounded so i don't know if i really believe that theory but the theory i do believe is oh wait (laughs) okay so did you know that some other people believe that the origins of the heart symbol is because it was used to model it, w- it was modeled after breasts or butts and you know those are yeah love question mark um yeah <laughs> so that's that's a silly that's a silly one that it was like it the heart symbol that we know now was modeled after butts um some other people also think that the heart symbol that we got now originates from uh, the plant lily leaf question mark i don't know or the ivy leaf i'm looking it up oh yeah okay from from the from the website one there is also speculation of it being modeled after human anatomy of the breast or buttocks, as well as that of the water lily leaf or ivy. So, yeah, that's a pretty interesting one. Um, but as I was saying, the one that I do believe is that it's okay. This is this is a long backstory, but in twelve thousand twelve fifties, I don't know how to say that year. The twelve fifties. There was a French romance, like a drama almost, that was called Roman de la Poer, which translates to Romance of the Pair. And uh, in this, like, in, in this romance, there was a depiction of, like, a heart. And it was this guy, like, kind of kneeling and giving this heart to this lady so everyone was like oh my gosh we should take that and that's how it came to be i believe in that one other people think that no that's not how it originated that was just an upside down pair and he was giving the lady an upside down pair who knows i certainly don't know maybe you'd know so if you do know maybe you should tell me because i'm really interested um let's see i'm gonna read some more theories Okay, medieval art also showed some heart-like shapes in the early early 1300s. The famous Italian painter Giotto did a painted depiction of charity in the Scrivengi Chapel in which a heart is given to Jesus. This painting had a big a- impact on the use of the shape of the heart going forward and representing the human emotional range in visual form. Uh, yeah, that's that's really awesome. I it I think it's really epic and awesome <laughs> that like we collectively as like you know human beings decided that yeah this shape right here represents our love and that's awesome and wholesome to me okay another fact about this is that until the later 1400s the heart was usually shown upside down and it wasn't until the beginning of the 1500s where it was flipped into w- what we see today where the point is at the bottom um yeah, I think it's really awesome, and when somebody texts me, like, a little heart shape or heart symbol, I, you know, 
it's cute to me. And when I see heart symbol resemblance in nature, it's even cuter to me and I really love it. So next time you see something heart-shaped, think about its origins and how it could be modeled after breast or buttocks or it could be modeled after the sylphium plant which was used as birth control or it was just picked up after a dude painted it which could also be an upside down pair who knows um so while you ponder on that i'm gonna play some more music uh this one's called hey lover by the daughters of eve and it's from the album hey lover slash stand by me enjoy Welcome back. You just listened to Hey Lover by the Daughters of Eve from their album Hey Lover slash Stand By Me. Um, yeah, so uh, we're talking about the heart. You're listening to KHDX 93.1 FM, Conway, Arkansas. You're listening to Did You Know That? Boom, bam. Yeah, you are. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about the anatomy of the hearts while I talk in a British accent. I'm kidding. I, I can't do that for a long time. But we are going to talk about the anatomy of the heart. Um, like I said, last semester I took anatomy and physiology. And in that class, we dissected a cat, which is another story in its own. I could probably talk about that for a whole hour in another episode. But yeah, we dissected a cat and it was awesome and sad and epic and confusing all at the same time it was a wonderful experience and i don't know if i would do it again but i loved having the (laughs) opportunity to do that so um yeah i've worked closely with the heart and i've dissected the heart and i've looked at the heart and it's pretty awesome um oh now i'm kind of misremembering i um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay i think that i d- i didn't uh dissect a cat heart but i did look at the cat's heart i i think i dissected a pig's heart so it was pretty big pretty epic um but yeah and something that i wanted to say about that is 
Well, do you all know about the thing it says like, oh, you're pulling on my heartstrings. Like, oh, stop it. My heartstrings are pulling on them. Like, that's that's a saying, you know, and maybe you don't say that and maybe you do. But um, I just wanted to analyze that saying for just a minute because I saw the heartstrings in that pig's heart and it was pretty balls. It was amazing. And uh, I guess like I've always like when I heard that saying, oh, you're pulling on my heartstrings, I was like, okay. Like, I never really realized that we have heartstrings and I thought that was just made up. But we do have heartstrings and they're called cordae tendinae. And they connect the papillary muscles to the valves. And they're pretty awesome. Uh, and yeah, I just wanted to share with that with you. So I guess, did you know that we do have heartstrings and they're called cordae tendinae? Um, so yeah. Okay. So next little section is talking about animals, comparative physiology, comparative anatomy. Um, I know a lot about this because of my anatomy and physiology class, but actually my animal physiology class that I'm in this semester, we just talked about this. Um, so yeah, are the hearts in different species across, just across, um, is completely different from what our heart system looks like. So I just wanted to tell you about that for just a little bit. So, um, I'm going to tell you about how their heart works. And then I'm going to give you some benefits and drawbacks to how that system may be working. So first, we're going to start with us, mammals. So like like I said, we have a four-chambered heart system, and it just, you know, circulates. So let's, let's think about this. Let's just think about this. What would the major challenges of a four-chambered heart be? Hmm, maybe you don't know a lot about this. <laughs> maybe that's why you're watching or uh, listening to this. But um, having a four-chambered heart system is really, really energetically expensive. You have to have more heart tissue, more power, and it's just, it's cost a lot to maintain and to operate. So I'm telling you this, but then why do we have this if it costs so much? Well, we tolerate this because... Um, we have an endothermic lifestyle, which did you know that endothermic means that like warm-blooded animals? I'm saying warm-blooded in quotes because warm-blooded is out. We use endothermic from now on, okay? So um, endothermic means that, let me get a good definition for you, um, that we, we like depend on ourselves and are like processes to generate heat while um exothermics thermics like depend on the environment to maintain their body temperature while we just maintain like the depend on ourselves to do it so um anyways back to the main point we tolerate all of this expensiveness because we can just increase our metabolic efficiency efficiencies and you know make high meta our make our metabolic rates higher To make high metabolic rates the standard for our lives. Um, yeah, so then that means that we, because we do all of this, we have an increase, increased efficiency of the heart organ, which is pretty awesome, pretty lit, epic sauce. So, let's talk about fish. Fish, you know, they live in water, uh, they have gills, all of that. But did you know that they only have a two-chambered heart system? Well, like I said, many times you have a four-chambered system. So uh, let's think about this. Hmm. What would be the challenges of a two-chambered heart system? I already told you that a challenge for a four-chambered heart system would be that it costs a lot. So what would be the challenge of a two-chambered heart system? Would it still cost a lot? Is it as efficient? Well, buddy... <laughs> um, the challenge is with a two-chambered heart system is that it's difficult to maintain high blood pressure. So, um, blood perfuses through the gills of fish and uh, they pick up oxygen. And after that, there is literally no way 
to increase blood pressure, so it's kind of a little, it's, there's a low rate of blood flow into the system after the gills. So nutrients aren't being really delivered as efficiently as it would in humans. So it's just two-chambered means slower delivery, four-chambered a lot, you know, costs a lot, but really efficient. So if it's really slow, then why would fish, you know, be doing this? Well, my friend, it's because they have low metabolic rates. And uh, so they don't really need to be constantly having to push and maintain a homeostasis and all of this. I'm kind of just talking, <laughs> not making really sense, but they don't really have to do all of this because they, they don't need it as much as we do. And uh, they also, some fish species will rely on pressure from water to boost their blood pressure, which could be awesome. So... I talked about a two-chambered and a four-chambered. Is there a three-chambered, you may be asking? And I'm here to tell you that, there. yes, there is. And uh, fishes, not fishes, amphibians and reptiles adopt the system. Um, so, I told you that four-chambered, really expensive but efficient. Two-chambered, slow, not as efficient. So, where would three-chambered be at? I'll give you a minute to think about that. Okay, so, it's kind of not as efficient either, um, because there's a three-chambered heart system, I can't really go a lot into details here without showing you, like, graphs and pictures, but basically, um, deoxygenated and oxygenated blood mix in using a three-chambered heart system, which can, you know, uh, isn't really efficient because we're putting, the, or the amphibians and reptiles are putting a lot of effort to move um, you know, blood throughout their body, but it's kind of going to waste because half of that blood is being de is mixing in with deoxygenated and oxygenated blood, which is uh, it's just really confusing and really inefficient, and they just have to like work harder for it, and it kind of sucks for them. But there's a reason they have it, and it's because they also have low metabolic rates, and amphibians supplement oxygen perfusion by allowing gas exchange across their skin. Pretty epic. So, that is that. However, I have one little thing to tell you about bird and... Oh, yes, it's going to be about birds, but about hurt physiology. So, I told you that fish, meh, amphibians, meh. Mammals, good, but really expensive. So, is there a better solution out there? And I am here to tell you that there is. Birds are really, really good at breathing. And, you know, having, um, they're, they're, they're just, you know, living. And they're so good at doing all of this. And I don't want to go into too much detail because I'm really just going to be making no sense, um, but basically, they do have a four-chambered system, but the way that they, like, kind of go through, make up for the challenges that we have is by constantly having oxygen through going through the system. They have a two-breathing, two-breath system while we have a one-breath system. So we breathe in. And, like, in that time span, like, oxygen is getting picked up, COT. CO2 dropped off and all of that. However, with fishes, um, two breaths equals, I don't know what that equals, but it just means that oxygen is always available and um, it's pretty good for them because, you know, they're always flying and I know you know because, especially at Hendrix, you can see these birds fly all the time and, you know, chirping and they migrate so they, they need to have a good system to be able to um, sustain all of this. But again, it is pretty expensive. So what can you say? I guess there really isn't a efficient means of doing all of this, but no one's perfect. So um, I need a little break from talking and maybe you need a little break from hearing me yap. Um, so I'm going to play a song and then I'm going to come back and talk to you about some more animals and then we'll call it a night so uh, this is the love club by lord um from her the love club ep
enjoy. Hey, uh, you just listened to uh, The Love Club by Lords uh by Lord from her album The Love Club from her EP The Love Club. Um so uh, yeah, you're listening to uh, KHDX 93.1 FM Conway, Arkansas. I'm your host Hannah and you're listening to Did You Know That? And we're talking about hearts and love. Um I had one more thing to say and it's pretty short. Don't you worry. Um on uh, this week in my animal phys class, our teacher, Dr. Gantz, did a, like, a Valentine's special, and he talked about what I essentially just talked about with like the different systems of hearts and stuff like that. And um, he does an animal photo of the day each day we have lecture, and on that day he showed us a couple, uh, an otter couple, and they were so cute. And he told us that otters hold hands when they sleep. And that's just the cutest thing ever. So um, I wanted to share that with you. Because in the theme of love and hearts. Um, otters hold hands when they sleep. And they they only have one mate per, per breeding season. And I just think that's really awesome and cute. And so wholesome. Um, so that's all I have in terms of that. Um. I wanted to give you or leave you off with, I don't know, just a question of uh, who you love. Yeah, I guess just ponder on who you love and 
how you love them. And uh, why do we love? I guess I'll pun yeah, I'll give you I'll leave you off with that question. Why do we love? And do you think animals feel love? Maybe next week I'll open up with um, my answer those to those questions. And if you want to respond to them, and if you see me anywhere, you should probably tell me. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hannah's Journal, where you can DM me, send me a, an email if you prefer, and answer the question, why do we feel love, or and or do animals feel love? And we'll talk about it next episode. Um, yeah, so that's all I have for you today. Um, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you had a great Valentine's. And um, I hope you had a good episode with me. And I'm going to leave you off with a song. It's Don't You Forget About Me from Simple Minds, their album um, Once Upon a Time from the Super Deluxe version. Um, so yeah, stay, stay awesome, stay loving, and yeah, I'll catch you next episode. Thank you. Bye. Oh my gosh. Quick, quick, um, (laughs) quickly telling you that today I'm cutting up a coconut. So yeah, shout out to Zachary and Brian and Ella. Yeah. Okay, don't you forget about me. And bye.